0: Hey guys, you're listening to The Enough
1: Podcast.
0: I'm Jennifer, a wife, mama of four, and author. I love having one-on-one conversations with women, talking about our identity in Christ. But most of all, I am completely in love with Jesus. And I'm
1: Courtney, a wife, a mom, and a West Texas woman with a passionate love for
0: Jesus. We declare we've had enough. And discuss how we are enough.
1: Hey there, guys. Welcome back to the Enough Podcast. This week, we have a very exciting guest, Miss Becky Thompson. Hey, Becky.
2: Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Hey, Courtney. I'm so excited to be with you guys this morning and uh, just a chance to gather and chat with like-hearted women about how we are enough in Christ Jesus. What an important message that you guys share each week. I'm so excited. Let's, Let's chat this morning. Let's do it.
1: So our whole podcast is all about how we run into walls all the time where we either have had enough and we stomp our foot in the dirt and we're tired of it, or we feel like, ugh, we're not enough. We can't do this. And that's very true. We cannot do this on our own, but thank goodness we don't have to be enough because Jesus was enough for us.
2: Amen.
0: That's so good and so true. So Becky, do you want to share a little bit about who you are and what you do?
2: Absolutely. Well, I'm honored to be here with you both and to share a little bit about who I am and what I do. So I'm an author and I'm a speaker. Um, I'm a podcast host as well, and I lead um, a few different online Communities of women. I have an online um, praying community called Midnight Mom Devotional that I co lead with my own mom, where over 1 million moms gather in nightly prayer. And it's just this beautiful community where we ask the Lord to meet us each night and we lift up a different mama each night. Mm-hmm. In everything that I do and I write, my heart is to point women to the Father who is enough, who is amazing, who loved us enough to send Jesus to be with us so that He could complete what we couldn't complete on our behalf, restore us back into right relationship with the Father, and then send His Spirit so that we could have His presence and His power with us always. And so this is my heart, and this is my mission, and this is what I do. I think that specifically mothers, uh, we face a lot of Onslaught of attack from the enemy. We face a lot of opposition from our own thoughts and from the enemy who wants to tell us all the time that we will never measure up, that we're never going to be good enough, that it's always going to be this way. But throughout all that I say and I do as I share with mamas, I want to make sure that we expose the lies that women believe, even if they don't mean to believe the lies or don't realize it's a lie that they're believing and then replace it with truth, grace-filled, hope-filled, peace-filled truth. Mm -hmm. And so in my latest book, Peace, that is my mission and that is my goal um, to settle a mama's heart on the hope of Jesus to be her peace, especially in a season like this. So that's my heart. That's my mission. But a little bit about me. I have three kids. My oldest is almost 11. My youngest is six. And I live just outside of Nashville with my husband, Jared. We've been on a faith adventure the last few years, originally from Oklahoma, went to LA, and now we're here. And it just keeps getting more exciting and better. So oh that's, my goodness, that's a awesome. little bit about who I am
1: wow so y'all y'all moved a lot like
2: yes yes so in 2017 we felt like the lord was calling us out to los angeles for a season and we didn't know what that would look like exactly we didn't know why we were going there we just heard the lord speak very clearly and trusted that he would be faithful to illuminate the steps as we came to them so we moved to la and we were there for two years. And then um, right about the two-year mark, the Lord started to speak again and put Nashville and this area on our hearts. And so here we are. So Oklahoma, born and raised and lived there for, you know, uh, decades and decades. And then God just said, it's time. And so we headed out and pioneered something new as a family. And it has been an adventure.
1: Absolutely. You know, I love asking people what it means like how they hear God, because it seems like it's a little bit different for everyone. So, what is that? What's that like for you?
2: Sure. Well, I love how scripture gives us so many different ways that people hear from God. Um, God speaks audibly to some. He speaks in a vision to others. Sometimes people have dreams where God sends messages through angels. Um, There are times in scripture where someone will have a prompting in their heart and just know what to do next. Um, But we also know that through the word of God, we hear his voice, his scripture, we hear his voice, but we also have the gift of his Holy Spirit. And when Jesus was about to go to the cross, he said to his friends, his disciples, I have so much more to say to you more than you can bear. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will, and teach and guide and speak and direct. And so, um, for me hearing God is like a knowing, um, I used to just think I had really great ideas until I realized it was God ideas and it was a God direction and it was God knowing, Um, I often describe it like this when I'm reading a book and there are multiple characters having dialogue, I give both of them different attributes. Like, I know this is a woman's voice. I know this is a man's voice. I might picture one deep or low or one high. And so I can distinguish, but it's happening in my mind. I'm not Mm -hmm. hearing anything. Mm -hmm. And so for me, when I hear from God, it's like, I'm recognizing it's like a character shift. It's like, I know there's a different voice speaking.
1: This is the coolest description I've ever heard. But yes, this actually, that resonates true in my heart too. Like that's exactly how it is. That is how that feels.
2: Yeah. And so that's been, that's been the case. And um, I know there's a lot of women out there who go, oh, I mean, you know, my grandma heard God, my mama hears from God. I just, I just don't. And I think the only difference between them and their mama or grandmama is that they, the ones who've gone before them have recognized it as his voice and they just might not have recognized. This is God speaking to me.
0: Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So Becky, do you want to share a little bit more about your battle plan when you're feeling like you are not enough? What is it that you do specifically that just helps you through those, those fears, those lies from the enemy that tell you you're not enough? What is your battle plan to combat that?
2: Well, in my book piece, I come up with what I call the lie replacement strategy. And the first thing is to recognize when we have a thought that doesn't sound like something our heavenly father would say to us, that it must not be his voice that's speaking to us. So when God shows up and he's, and he's talking to you as if he were there in the room Because he is, (laughs) you know, he is, it's not the idea of God in the room with us. It's God himself in the room with us. He doesn't come to us and remind us of all of our failures. That's not his heart or his character or his nature. Um, We know people like that. We ourselves think that way, but he doesn't show up and point out all of our flaws. As a matter of fact, he shows up and says, let me fill in the blank. Let me help you with your lack of patience. Let me help you with your lack of peace. Let me be all that you need. Uh, And so when I hear something or have a thought where I'm going, that's not, that's not what God would say. Like, I can't even picture those words coming out of his mouth. You know, it's so whose voice is that? And if it's not the voice of my father who loves me and adores me and says good and true things about me and for me calling me into my best version of myself, then it must be, it must be rooted in a lie. This must not be true. So what is, what is it that I'm, the first thing is actually identifying, okay, when I'm feeling afraid, a lot of us, when we, I'm backing up, backing up, backing up, backing up. And that's okay. I hope you don't edit any of that out. Cause I feel like follow me down that road, but let's back up for just a second. Here's the thing. When when we feel as if we're not enough, it's actually a fear. It's not the belief that we're not enough. It's the fear that we're not enough. And it's the, what is that going to mean for those that I love? What is that going to mean for those that I've been entrusted to care for? What is that going to mean about me as a person and, and who I am at my core? And so it's the fear of not being enough. And so when we have that fear, we trace it down. Okay. So what is the lie that I'm believing? Fears always point to a lie that we're believing about ourselves or about who God is not going to provide because I'm believing the lie that he's not a provider. So if we can trace it down to the lie that we're believing, um, see the fear, trace it down to the lie, then we can replace it. So what are some of the actual practical steps that I have. If I'm, if I'm feeling like I'm not enough in my homeschooling of my kids, or I'm feeling like I'm not enough in um, being a place of peace and security in a season that feels so up in the air and uncertain, I've got to go, okay, the lie is that I am supposed to be the peace, And the lie is that I am supposed to always know what to do. And the truth is that God promises to give me his wisdom in any situation when I ask for it, holding nothing back. And the truth is that he is the anchor of peace. So then the next step is I remove myself from having to be peace to my children. And I offer him as peace. Instead, I remove myself from having to know what to do in my own strength. And I go, let's wait a second. Let's see what God has to say about this. And then let's not act or do, or uh, take a step forward until he shows us because he's going to give me his wisdom. And so this is my practical lie replacement strategy. I know it's a little long winded, but first thing is identifying the fear. I'm afraid of X, Y, or Z tracing it down to the root of, oh, this is the lie that I'm believing about myself or about God, and then pulling it up and replacing it with truth. God, I know that you are more than enough for me. I know that you are my peace. I know that you're my protector, my shield, my healer. I know you're my provider in all things. So this is why knowing what scripture says is true um, is very important. It's an important part of this whole strategy and the steps that we need to take. So your battle plan involves using the sword of the spirit
1: scripture to cut through the murk and the lies and all the noise. I love that.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, here, the thing is, um, as moms and as women, we don't always have a lot of time, but, you know, we sharpen our sword, we sharpen our, you know, weapon there by, by tuning into And by giving the Lord the time that we do have, and then tuning into what he says about his word throughout the day. So I like to think of my time in scripture as a conversation starter between me and the Lord. And okay, Lord, this is what you're saying. And this is what you said to this person. And you know, everything that's written in scripture was written for every person who would ever live and read it. So this isn't just something that's written for the general Population of the world. This isn't just something that was written for those who would care about it and I'm included in one. Like this is something that God included in his word for me to read today. And so as I say, okay, what is it that you have for me in this passage, God? What is it that you want me to see today? And what perspective are we taking on this story that maybe I've read a bunch of times? It's not that doesn't end there. I might only have five minutes. I might read the story, but then if I hide his word in my heart and meditate on his word day and night, then I'm actually taking what I've read in those five minutes that I had. And as I'm getting the kids loaded into the car, or as I'm on my way into work, or as I'm sitting there at my desk or doing all of the other things I have to do, I'm continuing the conversation where the Lord says, but don't you see what I meant when I said that to you, like, don't you see, um, what I'm trying to share with you? Do you, do you hear my heart for you in this passage today? Often we guilt ourselves into saying like, I've got to get up before the kids wake up and have 30 minutes of, you know, un, you know, undistracted right. time. And yeah, the Lord wants He. De- I believe the Lord would rather have us throughout the day than 30 minutes of undivided time. Like I believe, oh, that, he rather, that. I believe that he would rather, you know, be invited into everything that we're doing, then say, okay, here's your time, Jesus. And this is all you get of me. Um, and so I feel like we're even more powerful when we use the weapon of his word outside of its allotted time frame. Um, I could get into all this. I could go and go and go, but you that said that all exactly so beautifully, use the sword of the spirit as my ultimate weapon. I love that. You just said all that so beautifully. I love that. So Becky,
0: is there um, a place that we can find your book and do you want to tell us a little bit more about that?
2: Absolutely, Jen. Well, um, I think the easiest way to find me is at beckythompson.com and there I have linked all of my social accounts and all of my resources and books as well. Um, I've written six books now. And so if there's, you know, if you're looking for hope, I've got a book on it. If you're looking for truth or hearing God daily in the midst of motherhood, I've written a book on it. And then the book that we've sort of mentioned off and on throughout our time and our discussion here is peace, hope and healing for the anxious mama's heart. And there's a link uh, to that book as well at beckythompson.com. Um, and then I would love if any listener uh, wants to reach out and say, Hey, I heard you on the Enough podcast. I would love uh, to connect with you more. Just send a message and uh, let me know your thoughts. But this has been wonderful. Thank you, ladies, so much for your time and the opportunity to connect uh, women with truth and hope. This has been wonderful.
1: That is so amazing. I I know you've written several books and the idea of writing a book, the whole process, it's I've heard it likened to giving birth and you've done both. So is that true in your experience?
2: Um, Yeah. So writing books has been an interesting process. I didn't actually set out to be a writer. I had no intention of writing a book. Um, I wanted to turn hearts back to Jesus and I wanted people who felt like they knew who he was to have an encounter with him personally. And the Lord used this, um, this method to create that, that result. But, um, yeah, writing books has, is a labor of love. It's very intensive. It's very time consuming and, um, it's, it can be overwhelming, but I think, you know, And I have a feeling that you have a listener and she's going, I want to write a book and I have a book and I would love to do something with my book. And what does that process look like? Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's being committed to seeing your message through to the end. That is the most important part of writing the book. Cause there are times when you're writing where you think to yourself, I could easily say this and follow this path and end up there but then there are some times when you have to get out the big you know brush clears and go it's gonna be harder to go this way but this is ultimately what's burning in my spirit and what needs to be said and you know there are a lot of books that say a lot of the same things but um when the Lord calls you to say something, you are responsible for saying it. And it's up to him to decide who hears it and who needs the message that you've shared, even if it's been shared hundreds of other times in other ways in the way that only you can say it. And so you might have lived a story or you might be living a story that's similar to something else that's already in print But if you have a book in your heart or, um, a ministry that you need to start, there is room, there is space and the Lord will make room for your gift and the Lord will make room for the message of your life. And you need to say it. So I went off there. It's not the question that you asked me. You asked me about having kids and birthing things, but
1: (laughs) (laughs) no, but that is a description of that process. It's this
2: tenacity to see it through to the end. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, it's, it requires you to give of yourself in a way that you Mm -hmm. didn't think when you began. And so in that way, it's absolutely very much the same as being a mama. (laughs) Yeah. I I love that. Did you, do you have a background
1: in writing when you said you don't, when you, when you never set out to be a writer, what, why is that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, no, I wanted to be a pastor's wife actually, or in ministry myself in some way. And I was so convinced that I was going to marry a pastor or be in ministry that when I met my husband who was going to be a police officer, that's what he was kind of, going toward and the Lord was like, He is the one for you. This is your husband. I was like, this guy doesn't even know he's gonna be a pastor someday. This guy has no clue that this is what the Lord's gonna call him to. And that didn't happen. If you're it's not that's not who we are. It's not what we do. Um and so the way I saw my life turning out and the way that it's actually turned out are quite different. However the passion is the same and that's to see hearts transformed and lives transformed. And, um, and yeah, I don't have a background in writing. My degree is actually in, um, biblical studies. And so I spent three years studying communication and how people understand and receive messages and packaged messages and, um, interpersonal communication, and then finished the degree, um, transferred schools and finished the degree with a theology degree, biblical studies. And so, it's so interesting how the Lord uses, you know, parts of your story and steps that you didn't plan on taking and he leads you down a path that you end up exactly where you're supposed to be even if it's not the road you would have taken or the door that you thought you needed to go through and you're like, "Are we sure that we're going the right place?" and he's like, "Yeah, yes, absolutely. I'm pretty sure I know what I'm doing. I'm pretty sure I know what I'm doing." And so, um yeah, I started a blog in 2013. It went viral and millions of people found it. And uh, the blog wasn't even something I set out to do then. I was writing about clothes and golly, this is... This is a long story, but I, I, I started a blog and it was about clothes and fashion and ended up writing about hope and encouragement as well. And it went viral and agents and editors were like, we've been seeing your stuff shared across our news feeds. Uh, you have an important thing to say. Have you ever considered writing a book? And I thought, why not? I can write a book. I have a message that I want to share. And maybe this is just the way that it's going to happen. And so I signed a two book contract with, a division of Penguin Random House, which is the largest publishing <gasps> house in the world.
0: Yes. And I wrote
2: my first two books with them and ended up writing four more with them. And, um, and yeah, and I, whenever I share the story about how I, I ended up where I am and how God used, you know, an unexpected door to destiny. I want to remind, I love reminding women that in a moment your life can change. And we see that often for tragedy and we see that often for really hard parts of our story. We've accepted that in a second, everything can change uh, when it comes to, you know, the good going to hard. Rarely do we have the hope that's required to believe that in a moment our stories could change for the better. And that this could be the last ordinary day on this trajectory, on this path, and that tomorrow you could wake up with opportunities that you didn't realize were possible, and heading, you know, through a door that you didn't even know was a door, and uh, and that's sort of been a message that I I try to say as often as I can, as many places as I can, because I feel like as women we beca- can become hopeless um, in believing that this is all there will ever be. Right. This is the husband I have, yes. this is the kids I have, this is the job I have, but, um, we can crush our own, we can crush our dreams with the weight of our own expectations. And so we have to hold Ooh. very loosely, um, what God is forming in our hands and in our hearts and let him shape it into what it's actually going to be.
1: Oh my goodness. Wow. Wow, Yes, my mind is a little bit blown. I'm sorry. Well, Becky, is there anything we didn't talk about that you really want to talk about?
2: You know what? I've, there are six books worth of things that I could spend hours talking about. And so, for our time today, I feel like we did a great job of of saying what needs to be said here. But, um, you know, more than anything, if I could leave your listeners with one final truth, it would be this, the God who loves you is the one who leads you. The God who, who loves you is the one who's calling you safely forward. And no matter what you've done and no matter what you think of yourself, his view of you and his view of your situation is what's true. And so today my prayer for you is that he would exchange what you've thought with what he knows to be true and that through that there would be hope and peace and joy springing up in places of your heart that have been asleep for a very long time. So thank you ladies for this opportunity. God bless you both. Becky, thank you so, so much for coming
1: on today and just your heart is Amazing. I, guys, if you haven't already picked up her books, please, please, please check out the description, the show notes. We'll have all that information linked down there. And if you ever need anything from us, please feel free to contact us at EnoughPod over on Instagram or ladies at gmail.com. And remember, when you don't feel like you're enough and the going's gotten really tough, Remember, you are enough.